Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can't win anything with kids. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. How much are the players looking forward to Arsenal? And welcome back to the second part of the Arsenal versus United rivalry. Not much more to say. Let's get back to it. Enjoy. Right, okay. Let's move on from there. Paul, did you want to add the title wins in briefly while we move on to the next subject? No, we're all right. We'll move on. Yeah, the three seasons after we won the league. But yeah, we won back-to-back titles and then we won a third. Uh, and we've done that, I think, twice now. So no other team has, has completed that. But no, let's, I think, moving on. The next, we're going Rude versus Henri. Let's just move on. Down on there. Pop, Rude Van Nistelrooy. Oh, Dave. It's all, right. it's all right. I've got written down here. Rude Van Nistelrooy, 150 games, 95 goals. Thierry Henri, 258 games, 175 goals. They both averaged a goal every two games. Hard to split them. Miller, Van Nistelrooy or Henri, who's, more, who's the better striker? Who's more influential? Who would you have in your starting eleven? What do you make of well, both strikers? Different in attributes and what they offer to the team. Personally, I would have Henri in the team because he does a bit more creatively for the rest of the team. Better finisher. It's got to be rude as a, really? selfish, as a selfish striker. Fox in a box type, old school type striker, rude. But he had a bit more. We had it before with the 90s, we were saying strikers, but if I had to choose a partnership out of the Premier League up to today, Henri will be up there. Lee, thoughts? Um, Vanish to Henri? What do you like yeah. about each striker? Both, yeah, both good strikers. But, well, both world-class, in my opinion. Henri, like Adam said, I don't think Rude have many assists. The goals ratio might be the same, but I reckon, I don't know if you've got it written down, how many assists no. Henri had and how many assists Rude Van Istroy had. I, well, I'll pretty, I'll be pretty confident that Henri was fucking miles ahead in that category. Van Istroy was just lethal in and around the penalty area. Don't get me wrong, he scored no, a few no, goals. That's the only time he was lethal. We never left the, the penalty area. Never scored yeah. a goal outside the box. Now, I know Paul's going to jump in and say, oh, doesn't need to, but he didn't, so... He would have been lethal in the box because he never left it. Difficult one. Difficult one. I mean, let's all be get it straight. Omri, for what he's won, what he's done at Arsenal, uh, career-wise, uh, is, is maybe a better all-round player. But if you want someone in that 18-yard box who's going to score you a goal, there's only one player in the world you would have had at that time, and that would have been Ruud van Nistelrooy. I thought he was going to say Gary Lineker because they were similar. Very similar. But you, you you say it as if it's like a discredit to him. A goal scorer... No, no, no. no Gary Lineker was quality. No, I'm just saying. They're very similar. Yeah. In the box, yeah, I think that he's just. I remember watching on obviously back in the day with C-Facts, when you put C-Facts on waiting for the score, the scores to come in every week. It was rude. It was little rude, rude scored, rude scored, rude scored. Omri's a better player internationally. I think rude, rude scored more goals again than Omri. 
Lee's talking about assists. Um, and I think Omri would definitely have more assists because, as you both quite said, right side so said, Nistroy stayed inside the box. No, I think I think it'd be fair. If you're going to do a dream team, let's say, and you're going to go two up up top, I think Omri gets in everyone's team ahead of Rude Van Nistroy, if we're honest. So, um, can I ask, I'll, I'll, yeah, can I ask a question, Paul? Would you would you put Henri up front with Nistroy and take Burkamp out? Do you think Van Nistroy is better than Burkamp, or as what about as a partnership? Rude at United played up top on his own, and it was just give give the ball to him, give the ball to him. I don't think any partnership with him would have necessarily worked any better or worse. I mm. think he, he relied on on people like Beckham and Giggs giving him the ball, um, deep balls from midfield from Scholes and Keane, and running on to through balls. Um, no, I, I think Omri and Key, uh, Omri and Burkham are right for each other. I don't yeah. think you could have put either one of them with him and it would have made much of a difference personally as a, as a partnership. Rude was a singular person. He's, he was single-minded and that was to score goals. Yeah, good points there. I've actually got a confession to make. At the, I, I didn't, I've sort of lost contact with you guys after school. Um, when I was at 1920, I used to have a lot of posters over my walls of the girls from the Daily Sport. Tipped everywhere. And in between, I had a picture of Rude Van Nistelrooy. I was quite obsessed with him, to be honest. Um, he, he used to get me, I, I don't want to go pornographic, but he did get me excited when he was in that box. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh, used to love watching You said on radio, Dave, that you were pulling one to Rude's picture, yeah? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I've said in the past, mate, I can't tell lies. I've, I've got to be honest, but, you know, out the two, you know, goal scoring Van Nistelrooy for me, but didn't obviously Cherry on Rude. Rude Van Nistelrooy on the other. <laughs> yeah, um, Henry, had, Henry had the lot, didn't he? Graham's got Graham's a sticky Rude Van Nistelrooy poster on his wall. <laughs> they're hard to split, really, aren't they? I mean, they're both oh, prolific. Oh, so they're both going to get you a goal, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Right. But next, written down here, next is uh, it's uh, Will Tord scores to seal the league in 2001, 2002. Tord, the foul was committed. It certainly was a foul. Keane's on the ball again. Carlet, mistake by Sylvester. Wilton has got plenty of pace. Jungberg. It's Freddie Jungberg again. Push out by Bartes. Wilton! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership. And this could be the most crucial goal of all. At Old Trafford, winning the league by seven points. <coughs> I remember it being a night game. Um, Dave, Arsenal fan, do you remember much about this, mate? Oh, you would have been, you would have remembered them winning the league, obviously, but actually to win it at Old Trafford, special. Yeah, special. Just the same as when we won it at uh, White Hart Lane. Them moments never, never. The main I won all them leagues. You know what I mean? But they can't have that over me. Uh, oh, oh, do you know what? Do you know what it is with that? Is that? That night, it's the first time we'd won the Premier League. So you sort of thought you loved that team. But the going into the noughties with the Invincibles and all the rest of it, that was some fucking team as well. I know that, I know Vicky can't wait to pick the Invincibles apart and he's going to say, oh, there was 18 draws or whatever shit he was going to come out with. Yeah, no, like I say, I, I don't really want to compare the two teams because they're both they're both magic. And at the time, yeah. it was just great. You were saying about the Invincibles, Dave. Look, no other team's ever done it. No, I know, yeah, I know. But whenever you say about the Invincibles, they were, oh, they stopped bringing out how many draws and the points. Because Chelsea won the league the year after and they, they uh, got the most points. Was it most points ever in the league or so at the time? Until, yeah. And they, they, try, they try and pick it, pick it apart. No, you mentioned the Invincibles there. That's next on your agenda. Let's move straight on to the Invincibles then. Tell me about the Invincibles. Um, I've got written down here, they won 26 drew 12 out of 38 matches. Well, Best ever? Best of all time, yeah. Premier League? 
Well, it's got to be it? unbeaten. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know it's not the points record, but look, listen, that's a winning mentality. There, they haven't been beaten in thirty-eight league games. Yeah, so, yeah, I think so. Twenty-eight years, and no other team's done that. Yeah, it's an achievement, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got. Didn't they get a gold like trophy to? Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. A gold Premier League, yeah. No one's ever yeah. had that. Now, I know Paul's going to jump in, so I'm going to get in there before him. You know who stopped the Invincibles? 49 games unbeaten. Man United. Man United and Arsenal had a great rivalry for a period of time. I don't think it's the greatest team ever. I think United's team is a better team in the 99 season. What? What? Did the Trevor win? Yeah, I think it's a better team. Um, I think we won the league. Uh, yeah, look, I can't take it away. They were fantastic that season. Uh, we did we did stop the streak, but let's let's talk about the Arsenal season. They were twelve draws. Yeah, you could talk about that, but you still have to draw games and not lose games. So do you know what, Dave? I can't take anything away from you, mate. That season, uh, undefeated, says it all, really. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing to say that hasn't been said before. You could talk about draws and nonsense like that, but let's, you could pick away anyone doing points and stuff like that. You you went unbeaten. It was a fantastic record. You won the league that season. I mean, the best Arsenal team by that that appearance. But again, where did you finish in Europe that season? I mean, you got knocked out in the quarterfinals that season. I think that's a bit of one of your best seasons in Europe. Yeah, 2006, we got we lost in the final to Barcelona. Jens Lehmann got sent off in the yeah. first 20. If he didn't get sent off. Yeah, I know. Well, Arsenal played well with 10 men. They were unlucky there. But uh, but yeah, no, I'll rattle off the team, the, the invincible team here, because I've got it in front of me. Jens Lehmann, right back Lauren, Sol Campbell, Colo Torre, centre-backs, Ashley Cole left-back. Gilberto Silva and Patrick Vieira centre-mids. Lundberg on the right, Perez on the left. Burkamp in the 10 and Henri up front. And that's, that's, that's some team, that. That is some team. Yeah. How many, I think Unvincible sums it up, doesn't it, really? How many Man United players were getting in that team? What, now or then? Oh, then. What, like, uh, um, we would have got into that, that season. Like, like, that, 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 yeah, season. that team that Dave's just named, what Man United players were got in? I can't tell you the team we had there, but maybe nine of them. <laughs> I can't, oh, I can't, my God. So I won't, I won't, if I look at the squad, I can tell you, but I don't know off the top of my head. But I would say nine players were getting that team. Gary Go Neville. Right back. So, so if, you're, if you're swapping out that whole team, how comes you didn't get invincible? Say again? Yeah, no, let's move on. Exactly, dickhead. Because well, we, we were challenging on all fronts, mate, every season. Europe... You know, every season we're challenging all fronts. Uh, Arsene Wenger, uh, did they challenge in Europe? Oh, they got to one final. Sorry. Uh, yeah, my mistake. Go on, carry on. Yeah, but did you ever go un- unbeaten in the league? After all the, the trophies that you won, did, did you, you ever go trouble? unbeaten? Did you win a treble? Did you win season after season after season of league titles? Nah. Yeah, but nine players were getting the invincible teams, according to you. You're talking out your ass. Well, that's your opinion. I'll keep mine. I did uh, did miss a section. Um, it was a 6-1 game. Uh, oh, United 6, yeah. Arsenal 1, 25th of Feb 2001. Oh, just, oh, just kill two birds with one stone and throw the 8-2 in. Let's just get it out of the way now. And there's a goal for Dwight York. Arsenal turn and lock. A wonderful start for Manchester United. A wonderful return for York. Pires. Back comes Solskjaer. Here's Lushny. Will Tour ahead of him. Pires, though. Now Will Tour and Pires, great football from Arsenal. Oh, and Henri equalises. Wonderful move. Tremendous equaliser. Great forward, little weighted pass. There's Grimondi playing York onside. Dwight York scores his second. The ball at pace, and it's York taking it from Stefanovs. Dwight York! 21 and a half minutes, and a hat-trick 
for a player who's been criticised by his manager this season, but has shown here that he's bang back at his best. Not only he trying to get there as well. Here's Roy Keane. Four! Told you the scoring wasn't done with. My goodness me, what kind of morning has Dwight York had? It's just carried on. My goodness, he slept well last night. Down. Manchester United go on. Sasha goes near post and he gets in on the act with number five, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, it's a rout. Everyone's getting in on the act. Gary Neville, Sheringham for Solskjaer, for Sheringham. Manchester United six, Arsenal one. Yeah, there was yeah I was going to say we can get that one in. Just can I, in Arsenal's defence, even though they got hammered, can I just go over the defence they had that day? Some of the they had Oleg Lunchny at right back, <laughs> and actually Cole, fantastic. At centre backs, they had the new, supposed to be the new Tony Adams, Igor Stepanov, <laughs> and George Grimondi. Yeah, I mean, Grimondi was a Grimondi was a centre builder anyway. Like so, that's, Ashley Cole. That is that's poor. That's that's not who, even the illusion of goal, Kiev, is it? Who was in no, goal for him? Um, I haven't got that written down. Do you know Maniga? Was it? I don't know. I'm guessing. I no, haven't got that written no. down. Mate. I just noticed the defence. Um, yeah, six one. Cole uh, York got a hat trick. Destroyed him, Paul, didn't they? Start that with Holland, maybe, because he's enough to say because there's not much I can say that he ain't going to get, you know. Go on then. You know, I, I, do you know what? Funny enough, here are the sort of games I'm not going to really remember, am I? Why would I? Why would I go through looking and trying to remember 6-1 hammering? So, fill your boots, Paul. You've got me. You, I'm on my knees. Do what you've got to do. Well, me or Miller, do you want to add anything to that game? Uh, or the 8-2 memories? Like I said, I didn't really care. Like, I just... I was no, shocked. I didn't. Shnezny was in goal. Oh, no. What, we're talking about the 8-2. We're talking about the 8-2 game there. Eva. 6-1. The Lushny was at the back. Oh, so, what's the 6-1? Yeah. 6-1. Sorry. I, I was just looking at the um, 8-2 when they got beat 8-2. In that team, Miller, I'm sorry, um, Harper, I, I'm, is that the game that um, Cleverly and Anderson were centre mid? Yeah, well, Cleverly was. Cleverly and Anderson were in central mid. Raphael was on the wing. <laughs> That's quite a bad <laughs> team to be beat. He's putting eight past Arsenal when it Oh, my win. God. Wenger, he's a god. 8 2. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, by the 8 2, Wenger was done. That's, you know. The rifle was done. Arsenal's lineup wasn't too bad in that year, in that 8 2 loss. I don't know what the fuck happened. Eight of their players yeah, were to our team in that game because we, you know, we had Cleverly Dance in the centre mid. I mean, that says it all, really. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but like I say, Ferguson could, could just get the best out of anyone. I mean, if, look, he's convinced the whole world that skulls and gigs are world class. And then he's turned, he's turned fucking cleverly into, into Zidane in that game. So you just got to give all your credit to Ferguson. Yeah. So, so going on to skulls, going on to skulls. Yeah. We're talking assists. Yeah. Do you know who's got more assists in the Premier League than skulls? James Milner. James Milner. Stuart Downing. <laughs> Kevin Davies. All these guys have got more, more assists in the Premier League than Paul Skulls. And Paul Skulls is meant to be the best thing since sliced bread. This is why you can't go from stats. Yeah, exactly. I'm with Miller on that one. Let me slide in. Okay, so Skull, <laughs> so Holland, are you saying that Skulls was an average player as well then? No, no, actually, I'm not I'm not gonna go though. Me and Giggs have got beef, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go after Skulls. <laughs> I'm not gonna go after Skulls. I like I actually like Skulls. I actually like Skulls. All right. But let's get that straight. Yeah, we're not I, I, 
Yeah, no, like I say, if we're going in a stats stats driven world, which is what we are now, them stats are put, in, put into question as well. Just just saying, like I say he was a good player and stuff like that, but that, that's all these that's all these pundits look at now. So in, you know, it's, I'm just I'm just saying, fifty five assists he got that's in, in twenty with, years. That's what's wrong in the game now. This whole what's that XG and all this other nonsense that comes into it. You know, he's got this and he's got that. At the end of the day, it comes down to winning trophies. That that's it, in my opinion. You win trophies. You don't go back in the end of your career and go, oh, I've got I've got. 95 goals and 66 assists, but I won no trophies. It doesn't matter. It means... I know, but come on, you can't just say that, though, because Cinnamon Pongoli, or whatever his name is, has got a Champions League winning medal for Liverpool. Yeah. Are right, you talking well, about a manager's CV? Or... Yeah, I mean, if you go... I mean, where do we go with this now? Who was better? Who would you like at your club? Well, there's what no argument. That's not even a debate. I'll let, you, I'll let you choose. That's not even a debate. There's no debate about Wenger or Ferguson. Okay. There's, there's no debate at all, because... Do you know what, though? You say that. There's, yeah, don't get me wrong. The trophies and stuff, yeah. Ferguson and Ferguson was. I'm, I'm not going to go after Ferguson. Ferguson was good. Don't get me wrong; he's, he's a great manager. Quite, yeah, but but it, their stats, their stats, are very similar. In like in like their points, their, their so their wins: five hundred and twenty-eight wins. Ferguson, four hundred and sixty-eight. Wenger. Is that Premier League no, stats like, you're looking at? Sorry, is that Premier League I'm not, stats? I'm not. I'm not sure. I just. I've just got. I've just They're got Premier it. League stats, not overall stats. Oh, it's a Premier League stats then. But yeah, so they're, they're very similar. Draws, 198, 78, Wenger, 168. Losses, 114, Ferguson, 145, Wenger. So, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not... I, Ferguson is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like I said earlier, he, he could get the best out of shit players and win them, uh, make them win titles. So, you know, and that's what I'm... You know, if you want to imagine, that's, that, that's what you want. Um, so... But yeah, so I'm... Yeah, I, I can't really go against him as much as I'd like to. Why do you think... Got a few Scottish listeners. So why do you think he never managed the old Tartan army? Because he probably, you know, what he, he was magic, but he ain't that magic. <laughs> I think didn't he did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he managed did. him at one stage. He, he did. took over oh, from. Yeah, I think he had a heart attack, didn't he? Um, yeah, Jock Steen. Jock Steen. He took over and became manager. I think it was eight games or seven games. I think he, he took yeah, over. He did. He did. Went to Aberdeen. Yeah. How many World Cups did he win them? <laughs> That's what I mean. There's a, probably a stat that come out. Well, we didn't realise that Scotland won the World Cup when Ferguson was in charge. I'll come on to the, the Wenger thing, OK? Look, Wenger came in, and Miller said it, Harper said it, we've all said it, culture. Came in and changed the culture. Um, done fantastically well, the drinking, the smoking. Uh, that, that worked for about three years. Uh, and then everyone caught up. That, that, that's the truth of it, um, in terms of everyone started getting wise to how to nutrition and changing what players eat and the style of play. And it takes a couple of years to embed that and to change things. But he came in with the first three years about, I remember Tony Adams saying his first training session uh, about the yoga mats coming out. He's like, what, what are we doing? And he had yoga mats out at the end to stretch down. And I was lucky enough to see Wenger. And I, again, as a trainer, I, I went to um, the training ground a couple of times when I was coaching. I managed to watch Who was he coaching? Tell the viewers, Mickey. Who did you, LA Galaxy, wasn't it? You was coaching them when Beckham was there. Was what was it? Was what's your TV? No, no, no. I was at uh, Leighton Orient at the time. So they they sent us over there. They had a relationship with, with Arsenal at the time. Went over and watched couple of sessions. Uh, brilliant in terms of watching the structure of play and how he coached the team, which Ferguson didn't do in his latter careers. He kind of uh, managed the team. So I, I can't knock him for that. He, he did change the culture, but. 22 years at a club, three Premier League trophies and seven FA Cups is it, not good enough. Uh, he had a start of his career, the first seven, eight years, fantastic. But he got he, he got left behind so quickly. Managers normally have maybe a 10 to 12, maybe 15 year cycle. Uh, Jose Mourinho is going through that back end of his career now where it's kind of coming full circle. He's not the manager he was. His methods are outdated. 
a style of football is outdated. Wenger got caught up in about six and a half years. You could go next on to Sam Allardyce uh, at Bolton in, in the uh, 2004. He was the first manager to start using championship manager as how to sign players. He was the first person to bring in Opta stats. He was the first person to bring in um, Viber training and um, methods which weren't seen by any other club. No one talks about Sam Allardyce apart from being a long ball merchant. He revolutionised fitness behind the scenes of the, the Premier League and how stats worked in the Premier League era. Any manager can do it. It's just that he was at Arsenal at the time. He built his first team on a team that George Graham had built, as I said, uh, who I think was more successful. And let's talk about Europe. Uh, you're gonna, and, 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 no, this, isn't, this isn't just at Wenger. This is at Ferguson as well. Ferguson, with the teams he had, should have won more European Cups. And his biggest uh, foul, and he would say himself, was Europe. We didn't win enough European trophies and we didn't dominate in Europe like we should have done with the amount of uh, quality players we had. Arsene Wenger got to one final. You got knocked out by in, in Champions League and UEFA Cup by Borussia Mönchengladbach, PAOK, uh, Lons, Dynamo Kiev, Florentina, Valencia, Milan and Barcelona in the final. What does that mean his character? What a weak person. Oh, I'm getting five and a half men. Oh, God. I'm the highest paid back uh, uh, in the league. What a weak person, yeah. So when I'm when Arsenal beat May United I'm, or lose, I think, oh, he's such a weak person. Who gives a shit about that? Well, you should just say it. in 12 years it makes any 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 note. Listen, so- I, I, listen, listen. So, yeah, so he wasn't beating down the door trying to, to get money and, and threatening to leave if he doesn't get it. This is which is why it rolled on for as long as it did, and that's why he's not world class, Dave, because he, he didn't have the balls to go somewhere else and test the balls. Do you not think, with his reputation in two thousand and four, two thousand and five, when you was winning things and you moved to the Emirates in two thousand and seven, do you not think if he turned around to the, the hierarchy and said, "You know what, I need to sign this player. If I don't sign him, I'm walking," they would have signed him. I don't know. I don't know. I was, I'm not. In, you, you obviously sat at the training session, so you know more than me. I'm asking your opinion. Do you think if he turned around to the ball and said, listen, you sell him, I'm walking? They would have probably let him go. But they all went... All the time. When David Dean left, that was that when it all went apart with the board. David Dean was the one going there putting all the strings. What was that the first team you said that knocked the Arsenal out? Bridger, Monson, Gladbach, PAOK uh, and Lans and Kiev. They're not pub teams, I, I understand that. But they're not the higher echelon of Europe, are they? You don't expect Arsenal, the Invincibles, to go out to Florentina at the time. Oh. I'm sorry, I've gone. <laughs> go on to Fergie. Like, this ain't oh, a leading question. Cool. I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, Fergie's great. Yeah. What would you say is his greatest attribute as a manager? Um, <coughs> there's, there's not one thing that makes it. It's a man management, and he knew when to get rid of a player. He knew when it was time to move players <sighs> off. He got three players wrong in his career, um, and that was Yapstam, I think Ruud van Nistelrooy. Uh, and I think, I don't think it's two. Yeah, I think two players he got wrong. I think everyone else, I think generally, he, he never, no one ever stayed longer than Ferguson knew it was time to move them on. So knowing that and the great, great and you can look at his Aberdeen career as well. It's just, you, you, you can, it's not just Man United. And I said, his floor is in Europe. I think, he, but then again, he's also said at the time in Europe, we came, English clubs went in Europe for a long period. Then we had the, the, the foreign rule that hampered United and all of English clubs for a period of time. If we didn't have that, would we a mum more? Maybe. But tactically, I don't think he was. He'll go down as the, the a tactical manager. No, I don't. If that's one of the. Do you say Wenger's tactically better than him? No. Ta- Wenger had a style. That reason he- why I asked it. Sorry, Miller. Reason why. Reason why I asked that question because I would say man management overall, all of it. But the reason why I ask it is I'm going to ask the others. Obviously, not the United fan. Can you name me four or five? 
of his assistant managers during his time at Aberdeen and Man United. Steve McLaren. Yeah. Carlos Quiros. Yeah. Elon. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. Now, I'm going to flip that. Can you name me Arsenal Wenger's? Pat Rice. Yeah. See, the reason why I'm saying it is the United assistant managers had a big part to play in how the team played, how they were set up on the pitch, tactically what they'd done. So for me, Ferguson's overall management of the club, of the youth system, of the transfers, of the budgets, of putting his arm around a player and stuff like that, that's what made him stand out above everybody in the Premier League. Arsene Wenger come in and change the culture. But what Ferguson done, he adapted to everybody who come in and tried to take on his title as the best manager in the league. Who come in? Wenger come in? Or Kenny come in with um, Lee's lot, Blackburn? Kevin Keegan, <laughs> Kevin Keegan come in with Newcastle. Jose come in. They all come in. Rafa Benitez, they've all come in. Yes, they've all come in and tried to attack his place on the throne of the greatest manager in the Premier League. But you can't take away the impact that his assistant managers had on the team. I I, I think tactically, on the training ground, obviously I don't know, I've not been on the training ground, but from what I look at from the outside, on the training ground, how to make a team play football, Arsene Wenger was probably a better coach tactically, understood the game and how to get the team playing, the Invincibles team or the team before that. He obviously had the foundation previously, but he rebuilt that backline. That backline that you just said for Arsene Wenger with Lauren Cole, um, not yeah, yeah. what was his name? Tore. Colo and... Campbell, he rebuilt that. He had an amazing foundation with George Graham's team, but he rebuilt a team. Now, what Ferguson done, he rebuilt every three, four years. I know you're going to say about money, Holland, but he knew, as Paul said, he knew when to freshen it up, when to move people on and get the money to rebuild again. Now, that's, for me, what makes Ferguson stand out above all of them, that he'd done it over and over and over again. He re- he basically rewritten their team. Like, all right, we're going to lose. We know we're going to lose the Premier League this season. We're going to come back next season, the next two seasons, with a new team, new coach, new team. But he managed it. That's what I think makes him stand out more than Wenger. I think that's a good I don't know yet. No, I think that's a perfect place to, uh, on the pod for it ending that debate there. I do as well. Yeah, it's well summed up, Adam. Well yeah, that was brilliant, Miller. That was really good. Yeah, Millie done well with that little ending bit there. We're going to end the show now. We're not going to have a quiz this week. We're going to do a, a combined 11 of Arsenal Man United players of the 90s and noughties. So we're going to start with the goalkeeper first. I'm going to go to Paul McGrath. Start off your goalkeeper. Who are you putting between the sticks, mate, is your number one? I think we'll all go 4-4-2, if that's everyone's happy to do that. And if, if you're not, just to keep it easy, uh, Peter yeah, Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel. Okay. Miller? Well, to be fair, Miller picked Schmeichel last week in his Champions League 11, didn't he? Yeah, Schmeichel. Yeah. Lee? Massimo Taibi. <laughs> well, I've locked him in so you can't change. 
Go on then. Yeah, I'll go Dave Seaman. Seaman. I'll keep your eye on that, so. Yeah, no, Dave Seaman. Oh, so that's the final, final vote on me, isn't it? Um, oh, dear. Uh, I'm going for the Great Dane. Sorry, why? Because you like the colour tops you used to wear. <laughs> All right, then we're going to start with right backs. This time I'm going to go Dave Holland to start off with. Uh, Lauren. Okay. Lee. Gary Neville. Neville. Miller. I'm going Lee Dixon. <laughs> Mickey. Neville. Yeah, I'm going to have to... I said last week um, I'd have Cafu, uh, Neville and Turamas to be top three, so I'm going to have to go Gary Neville. Can I just interrupt there? Hold on. Uh, with, with Holland, you, you've gone with Lauren over Dixon? Yeah. No, no, we, we, it's all normally just fine, but I'm just surprised you would go over Lauren over Dixon. Oh, no, I've only gone... I've only, I've only gone for... for Because of the Invincibles. I like no, I love Dixon, like we said, a couple of days, a couple of pods ago. I like you know, Lee Dixon was when I was growing up, but Lauren was an invincible, so I'm going to go. Okay. Who was you saying right Lauren was a better yeah. right back than Dixon, Dave? Oh, I don't know. You know, Lauren was good, you know. Lauren was a good player, but uh, Dixon, Dixon's a, Dixon's a lad. Oh, I knew he was not get anywhere. But uh, no, Dixon, I knew Gary Neal was getting anyway. I just can't say them words out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Let's go left back. Um, Miller. Chicole. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be a foregone conclusion, isn't it? Holland? Silvino. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Ash- Ashley Cole. Yeah, Lee? Ashley Cole. Cole for me. And Mickey? Cole. Cole, come on. It's a whitewash, that one. Oh, he, didn't want to cause, he didn't want to cause upset there, man. Okay, Ebra. <laughs> he wasn't happy when he said it, did he? Was he? His face was a bit... <laughs> yeah, he looked glum. Very no, glum, that one. Erwin, Ebra, Ashley Cole... They're all, all got their similar uh, assets and skills. Um, but I, I, I must admit, there's only one defender in the Premier League that I ever saw stop Ronaldo having a good game. It was Ashley Cole. Every time we, it, Ashley Cole came up against Ronaldo, he's the only defender that I can ever remember in any game, Europe, in England, international, was Ashley Cole. He, had, he just had something against him. Every player gets it. Okay, the two centre-backs, we have them both together. Paul, we'll stop you. This is hard now. This is hard. Because... Yeah, this is hard. I'm going to do it fairly. I'm going to pick an Arsenal defender and a United defender because I think there's a lot of... You could have a lot of centre-backs here. But I'm going to go with... Because I think Stan was brilliant, but Stan wasn't at United long enough. So I'm going to go with Rio Ferdinand and Sol Campbell. Right. Lee? So, hang on. Bolden Bruce, bro. Bolden They were underrated. They were my underrated defenders. <laughs> go on, uh, mate. I'm going to go for Yap Stam and Sol Campbell. Uh, I'll, I'll do with Mickey because I'll, I'll play the games. So I'm going to go with Tony Adams and Yamanda Vidic. Miller? Vidic and Rio. And I'm going to go Sol and Rio. So it's Rio and Sol. Keep Adams out of it. I yeah. must say. I, I but find it very hard not to say Adams. Yeah, but technically, Rio, I think he's the weaker out of the, out of the, out of the four out of Stam, Rio, Sol, um, and then he was as mentioned, I think he's the weakest technically, I would say Adams was. Um, and that's the only reason why I, I didn't mention him as well. I had a soul. I think soul was, we all said in the England episode, just phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Um, right mid. Miller? David Beckham. No, I'm going to go Beckham, yeah. Oh? DB for me, yeah, there's only there's only one. I can't remember who played right mid for Arsenal apart from... Uh, um... Freddie Lundberg. I'm going Freddie Lundberg. Okay, yeah, good. Freddie Lundberg running late into the box was unbelievable. That late run. He had that one season, then he was lethal. Yeah. He only cost three million as well. That's a bargain, boy. I'm going for golden balls as well, David Beckham. Played okay. for the Champions League, so he's definitely getting in the Premier League one. Left mid, I'm going to start this one. I'm going over Mars. Dave? 
Uh, Perez for me. Mickey? Giggs. Miller? Perez. Arthur? Giggs. Oh, so we've got a tie between Giggs and Perez. That's down to you, Graham. Oh, God, thanks. Well, I'm not going to backtrack on what I said earlier. I had a, a three of Giggs third, Perez second, and Overmars top. I can't have Overmars because he's been outvoted. So it's going to have to be Robert Perez. Centre mids. Lee, we'll start with your two centre mids. Roy Keane and Vieira. <laughs> Mickey? Roy Keane and Vieira. Holland? Vieira and Jemba Jemba. He's so uh, uh, Vieira yeah, and Keane. I'll do Vieira yeah. and Keane. Miller? Vieira and Skulls. Oh, Vieira and Keane for me, so that's foregone in conclusion. Strikers? I don't think it's going to be too hard either, is it? I'll start with Miller again for strikers. The two, two up top. Come back to me. Because that's okay. Too to me. Um, Harper? Whatever. Dave, leave. Whatever. Henri and Burkamp. Okay, then Lee then. Henri and Ruud van Nistelrooy. Mickey? Henri and Ronaldo. Oh, shit. I forgot about Ronaldo, you know. How have we not got Ronaldo in? He did play up top for United, though, did he? He was a right he winger. Did, he did, but later on, he yeah, started he off on the wing. He just played, but he did, but he played anywhere he wanted, to be honest. Yeah, no, but not 4-4-2, though, did he? Yeah, he played. Oh, really, you know. I forgot about him for right back. He's, is he getting ahead of Beckham? Is he? Who? Who? Right Ronaldo. Back. If we're playing Ronaldo right wing, are we? Is, is would he getting ahead of Beckham if we'd have thought about him? Yeah, but he's I'm not sticking with up. Beckham. He's, he played. Okay. He played up front. He played more games up top for Man United than he did in the wing. He played behind. Um, uh, well, Rooney was up top with or Tevez, and then Ronaldo played in the hole behind. Yeah, you yours too, there, Miller. Yeah, I've got Andy Cole and Henri. So, Cole and Henri for Miller. I've gone the same as up. I've gone Henri Van Nistelrooy. So, Henri, 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 Henri. It's Henri for five. Van Nistelrooy's got two. Ronaldo's got one. And Cole's got one. So, it's Henri and Van Nistelrooy up top. The thing with Ronaldo, why I never went with him, I went straight Beckham on the right, is the longevity of the Premier League. Like we're mainly talking 90s going into the noughties. So that's the reason. And Ronaldo really come into his own when he moved. He, Real Madrid. He, he, well, yeah, he didn't he win maturing. any balance yours at United, did he? No, he was maturing. At and he won United. five since. Once he moved on, that's when he went to a completely new level. So that's the reason why... I, I, don't, I, think, that, I think the season, the, the two seasons before he left, he was in his own level. I agree when he went to Real Madrid, it, 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 it changed, but... Um, just. Can we top it off with a manager? Oh, Ferguson. Ferguson and um, Carlos Curas as assistant for me. Over Brian Kidd? Yeah. Carlos Curas came in um, and changed tactically. It was the best number two we had tactically. <clears throat> we went from... And this... We went from a... I mean, people say, well, we're always 4-4-2. We didn't always play 4-4-2. We, we, we played a lot of 4-5-1, 4-3-3. We did adapt quite a bit and people forget this about Ferguson's era tactically he, he did change things around when Veron came in we started really changing how we played and Ruud van Nistelrooy well, people talk about one up top Ruud van Nistelrooy played up top on his own we was doing that years ago um, Carlos Curas came in and changed gave us that European feel and we became much better in Europe when he came in um, and you, you just look at the way we played was, was different Brian Kidd was, was really good um, him McClare very similar very similar. I think they were good coaches and, they, and they've both gone on to prove, same as Carlos Curas, it's very rare a number two makes a good number one. There are exceptions, but generally speaking, a number two is there for a reason because they can't do the man management part. 
but they can do the coaching part. So Carlos Curis and Ferguson for me, um, Graham. Okay, I only wanted one, but Miller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he he had to chuck in the coach from what I said earlier. Yeah. No, it has to be Fergie as a yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah man, I'm manager. going Fergie. So that's three. Lee. Yeah, Fergie. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go David Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it then. I think he was treated harshly, to be fair, though, Moisey. He weren't really given that much time. He got given an eight-year contract that he got paid out for, didn't he? Eight years, was it, Paul? Eight years, yeah. Well, let's talk... While we're just last couple of minutes left, let's talk about the teams now, because it's a good opportunity to, to, to talk about them now. Um, you said, Moisey... I don't think they want to talk about his team much there. Well, we had a good result today. Yeah, Smashed Leicester. Good. That was some result. Yeah, no, but we have, I know. I didn't see that team. on the cards when you went 1-0 down. No, I think, as, as Harper said, listen, Moyes is a good manager, all right? I, should we have got Klopp? Should we have got Pep? Absolutely. Um, we, we should have done. But at the time, Moyes has proven at Everton what a good manager he is. And then he came to United and he had two choices to make. Get rid of the backroom staff or get rid of the players. And he didn't do either very well. He brought in, he brought in Steve Round, Phil Neville in the back. He got Fellaini. rid of... Fellaini. Sorry? Brought in Fellaini. Yeah, but Fellaini, when, listen, when we signed Fellaini, I thought it was a good signing. Fellaini was not a bad player. Fellaini was a good player, Evan. That's what I'm saying. Right. It wasn't a bad signing. It, it came out... Yeah, you know what? With him, it just makes things one-dimensional, is not it? Yeah, exactly. But I think Moyes got seven months. I think if Moyes got... Listen, the biggest problem with United, and people talk about Ferguson all you want, all right? Obviously, there's a big hole he left, a bit like Wenger. However, the biggest loss that we made was, was uh, Gill leaving when Ferguson left. If, if David Gill stayed on to oversee Moyes' first 18 months at the club, we wouldn't have been having this look. I don't, I don't think, obviously I can't speak for facts, but I don't think we would have seen the lull that we, we, we had seen. David Gill left, who was, who was the best chief executive in, in the world at the time and well-respected, went on to, to work for UEFA and I think now at FIFA. Well-respected around the world, got deals done quite quietly, didn't get mugged off in the transfer market. Him leaving left a massive hole, massive hole. Peter Kenyon came in, sorry, not big, um, uh, Edward Wood came in, who is a money man, who is a finance man. Uh, you know, he came in and he wasn't well-respected, didn't know how to run a club and bought superstar players that never worked out. So I think Moyes didn't get a fair crack of the whip. And I, I think at West Ham now, I'm so happy that he's actually achieving something because I think he's been, as the British media do, you have one bad, bad season and then your class is a flop and you're, you know, you're terrible. And, I, you know, it's a bit like um, Arteta now at Arsenal. You know, people going, oh, should he stay? Should he go? Listen, give the lad three years. You need three years. And Arsenal are not a top four club. I don't care what anyone says. And realistically, you're not. You can't spend the money that clubs are going to spend. You don't find the players anymore that you used to find because it's harder and harder. You can't pillage down lower league players. Arsenal are a top eight club now, unfortunately. You know, say what you want, but that's what the realism, realism is. You go. No, with I'm them. not disagreeing with you. I said about the money thing from years ago. It's, it's issues with money. We could never compete money-wise. I know you're saying we spent as much money as Ferguson, all this sort of, you're going up with stats. Yeah, but Arsenal will never flash the cash ever. Do you think that though? Do you think as an Arsenal fan, like United fans, like everyone's going, oh, you know, we, we spent all this money. We should listen. No club in England has a goddamn right to be number one. All right, we had a great successful period. Just because we're a big club, we spend loads of money. It doesn't mean we, we we're then going to be number one. There's more to a club than just spending money. You've got to do a lot more than that. It isn't Spain. It, isn't it doesn't look that way though, Paul. Because Man City's Man City come in, they spend money. Chelsea came in, they spend money. The minute teams started to spend money, they were competing with you. 
Oh, yeah, no, I'm not denying that. I'm saying now, in this in this period where we're, we're, we're not winning championships, everyone's going, oh, United this, United that. Listen, we're not good enough at the moment to be winning leagues. We will get back there because we can spend the money. That is a big factor. We have the financial yeah. robustness to get back in there. It might be seven years, might be 10 years, but we can get back in there. Um, Arsenal won't because they haven't got the money, but it depends on what fans see as Arteta being as the barometer. It's like, do, they, do Arsenal fans think they should be top four and, and competing? Do you think you should be? Yeah, well, you, well, you do because you remember you go remember the stuff that you used to think is a given because of what you've done in the past. But it's been a long time since we were challenged for title. Um, oh, sorry, Dave. Go I'm going to go back to to what you said about Arteta giving him time. Arsenal have a very good youth system at the moment, and you can see that with the young players that are coming in. If Fergie never had that class of night two. Do you think United have had that success with Fergie as the manager and the spending power that they had? Do you think that without that class of 92 coming to, through together at the same time, they would have had the same impact in the 90s? Good point. I think, Arsenal, I think Arsenal have the foundations. It's just whether they get the time to implement that into the Premier League. You've hit the nail on the head. Same as Chelsea. Same now, with Chelsea getting rid of Lampard. Joe. That squad coming through, what they've done over the last five years in the youth system in Chelsea, that youth system can't come through to the Premier League. But Fergie took the gamble. So do you think, as I said, do you think they would have actually controlled the 90s the way they did without that class of 92 coming through? Um, very good question. And I, I, I will say this, United have had a history of, of academy players and that's still going on to this day. Um, we always have, it seems to be at least one in the squad, but we generally have at least three in the first 11, uh, going back from the Busby Babes. It's something we're very proud of and it's something that, that more clubs don't do. And we have always give young players time at our club to do that. With the Chelsea, never Arsenal, but the Chelsea Lampard thing is a disgrace. You know, the guy came in, he started doing something that they've, their academy has been busting out for years. Someone who wanted to give these guys a chance. And all of a sudden they, they, they give him, because he didn't spend this money, they give him £250 million worth of new players, all where the academy players were already coming into their own and give it a bit of time. Same for Arsenal. It won't happen anymore. Um, would we have been successful? I would say yes, because he was successful prior to that um, uh, with Aberdeen again and, prior, uh, and before that. And we would have signed, and he's, he's transfer record in terms of, you know, talk about flops like Jemba Jemba and players like that. But generally speaking, one in 10 might be a, a flop for Man United. Outside of goalkeepers, it was a specialist position anyway, but one out of 10 we might be a flop. Generally speaking, he got it right in the transfer market. So I think he would have used his, his, his now in the transfer market to sign players to, to, to have been not as good. I don't, maybe we wouldn't have dominated as much. Maybe Arsenal would have won a few more leagues, I think because I think Wenger was better at that time of identifying gems um, for a small period of time. So, no, I, I, no, I, I don't think we would have been as dominant, but I think we would have still won trophies, is my answer. Take the big names like the Omri's and stuff about the Arsenal team, the Vieiras. What one player would you take out of the Arsenal squad, Arsenal starting 11, and who would you swap into the United team? Because earlier on you said nine. United players will get into the Invincibles. What one player, apart from the Henri's, the Vieiras and stuff like that, the main, main ones, who would you take out of that squad? I think Lundberg. 
I love watching Nuremberg play. I won't lie. I've, and again, when he played United, he, he always had a fucking eight or nine out of ten game. And I think he was a brilliant player, Nuremberg. Not underrated, but I think maybe understated for what he did at Arsenal. I think he was so pinnacle to their success when he was there. Um, and you talk about your Henri, your Bergkamp's, your Overmars, your Pires, your Adams. Your, oh, Lundberg doesn't really get mentioned that often until this, we spoke. We didn't speak to him prior to this game, uh, this part. We haven't spoken about Lundberg at all in any of the conversations we had. I would have taken Lundberg. Uh, yeah, for me, I would have taken Lundberg. Fantastic player. Holland, who would you have taken from United? Who do you think you could have taken from United to have transformed or, or to, to dominate a bit more? Um, Ryan Giggs. I thought he was unbelievable on the left. I would have... Um... I would have took him. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I hate all of them. To be honest with you. Um, probably Jens Lehmann. Probably. I, you know, forget about him being a nasty fucker and controversial. He's still a good goalkeeper. I think. Hmm. You know, he talked about. I know people say, "Oh, shot stop." They're supposed to shot stop. Yeah, I get that. But some goalkeepers are better than others at it. So I'd probably take up Jens Lehmann. I thought he was. I thought he was good. Man. I can't believe it, mate. You haven't mentioned Bartes, Bartes, the he goalkeeper was for you. He was poor. Do you not like him when you play for you, no? Remember no. that goal when Henri flicked it and fucking and chipped it over him? Hit yeah, top he, corner. Liberty, that goal. He's one of the shortest goalkeepers I think the club I've ever, ever seen. Do you know what Bartes had? Coming from you, he's really uh, short. He's probably tall to you. Yeah, but personality. Bartes had bundles and bundles and bundles of personality. And you talk about players comfortable on the, on the football... He was one of them players that could play. He could have played in midfield. That's the rivalry ended with. Um, some great points made there by each and every one. I don't think Holland and McGrath come to uh, any sort of sort of agreement on Ryan Giggs. But, you know, as the episodes go on, things might change. Um, stay tuned next week. We've got an SPL special for our Scottish listeners and any fans of Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, etc. Um, thanks for listening. Podcast Network.